Hi guys, my name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Well, hello, welcome back to another episode. I hope you had a fantastic week last week. I was so happy to finally be home. I have never had such severe homesickness. <laughs> I got back on Monday and I was trying to get ahead of the jet lag, so got back to Nairobi, was so happy, like I've never been that happy in traffic, I was just like, yes, this is the chaos that I live for all the time, so I got home, I was trying to get ahead of the jet lag, so I immediately started doing errands, I'd broken a nail <laughs> in my airport shenanigans, went, got my nail fixed, went, recorded stories for 100 African stories, got home, started editing stories, like, I just kept busy until about 8 p.m. Because I was trying to, like, force myself to get back to my normal sleeping routine. Um, yeah, so it, I think it kind of works. I wasn't away for so long, but I didn't suffer such bad jet lag. Last week, I also went back to swimming. So for those of you who don't know, I've always loved swimming. And I swam competitively from primary school, high school, and a bit in campus. And my husband's the same as well. That's how we actually met. So he was in, I was in an all-girls school. He was in an all-boys school. And so we were like sister-brother school. So <laughs> I don't know what you call it. <laughs> Back in the day, like in primary school, when we'd go for swimming galas in Mombasa, which is about six hours on road away from Nairobi where we stay his school and my school would go like in the same bus and stuff like that yeah so we met eons ago <laughs> in primary school but we were like we're not even friends then we just like knew because he was really good and so I'm like yeah he had records and blah 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 but we weren't like you know <laughs> we were in primary school, damn it. Anyway, so um, where was I going with the story? Yes, I've always loved swimming. In 2017, I went back to swimming. And it was emotional for me because, as I've mentioned in other podcasts, I've been very self-aware of my scars. And my scars from eczema, my scars from getting raped. And so I, I kind of like fell back from swimming for quite a few years, actually, because of the thought of having to expose the scars and maybe people will ask questions and all of these fears that I had. So 2017, yes, I went back to swimming. We are members of a club that's near where we live. And so I just started going maybe three times a week or two times a week and it was really fun like I loved it I would do like 60 to 100 laps every day and the sleep that I would get after exercising after swimming that night I would sleep like the best like top-notch two-ply sleep <laughs> and what I also love about swimming is that you're working out your whole body but you're not in pain like I cannot do gyms for shit, you guys. I just cannot. Anyway, then I took a break um, end of 2017. <laughs> and the whole of 2018, I just never went to swim. I think also 
it was because 2018 was very like emotionally draining for me in terms of my work situation. I hated my job. The work environment was very toxic. It could easily mess with your mental health if, you know, for some people it got that bad. And so most of my free time was spent sleeping. One, because I was really tired, like my shift was very early in the morning, but also it was this unhealthy thing I was doing where I would sleep to escape my problems until I resigned. And I was like, yes, freedom. I actually posted on my Twitter the other day that I feel the most me I felt in such a long time. I feel like I've come home to me. I feel like in the chaos and the confusion of life and just this human journey, like I am my own oasis and it's taken me years to get to this point and it feels so good. Obviously, I flaunter here and there. I have my anxiety issues. I fear that, you know, this podcasting world that I'm diving into is going to fail. I fear that my initiative is going to fail. Um, I fear because there's no like rigid structure, like there's no HR, you know what I mean? So obviously I have all of those fears that sometimes lead to anxiety attacks. But in a general sense of it all, even with all of that, I think I feel the most me I've felt in a long time. And it feels so good. I'm moving back to poetry. So, oh, wait, did I tell you? Yes, I went back to swimming last week. (laughs) I'm jumping ahead of myself. I went back to swimming last week. Um, It was so tough, though, guys. It was so tough. I got into the pool and normally doing like 30, 40 laps wouldn't be a hard thing for me no flex (laughs) joking kind of flexing anyway um but i went into the pool on wednesday and wait 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 wait. after 10 laps my body was in like it was complaining i could just hear the complaints from all my joints my breathing um so i ended up doing 30 laps in total and then just calling it a wrap So this week, even though the weather has become pretty shitty, like it's raining and stuff, but this week I'm going to go back and I'm going to do 60. Like I have to do it. I have to get back to where I was. But anyway, I know these things take time. Like even I got home and I was like, oh, I only did 30 laps. I am now unfit. And my husband is like, you know, it takes time like to get your body back. So just, you know, give yourself time, pace yourself. So even this week, if I don't do the 60, it's all good. It means next week I have to go back to the pool, which is a good thing. Anyway, I also got back to writing poetry, guys. I wrote a bomb-ass poem last week, and it felt so good because I've always loved poetry. I had an open mic gig about 10 years ago where poets would come and perform their poetry and musicians as well. And that meant every month I had to be writing new material, which is good because I'd always open up the show with my own pieces and then i don't know life just kind of happened got ahead of me and i wasn't writing as much then i started journaling more and not necessarily writing poetry but um last week i did get back to writing poetry so i feel really good i feel really good about the space i'm in so a few cool things that have happened over the past couple of weeks i've been trying to make sure that wherever you are in the world you can listen to legally clueless all right so This podcast is on SoundCloud, CastBox, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Deezer, Spotify. 
Um, and last week, okay, in other places, obviously, as well. But <laughs> last week, I'm so happy. Oh, Apple Podcast as well. But when I first landed in New York, one of the billboards I saw was for iHeartRadio. Now, they have a podcasting platform. And the distributor that I work with for my podcast had just that week was just applying to have Legally Clueless on iHeartRadio. So I took a little video of the billboard, just like, oh my God. And the billboard actually, and it was an electronic billboard, but the message, so the message keeps changing. But the message that was there in the moment that I was seeing it was America's number one podcast something. And I was just like, what? How is this the first billboard I'm seeing when I touched down in New York? Took a short video, and then was like, you know, I pray my podcast makes it on. We're now on iHeartRadio, which is really, really fantastic. It means, you know, we can have a lot more people listening to African stories and a lot more people understanding that it's okay to be human, which really is the ethos of this podcast. It's just like, yo, we all don't really know where we're going. We're winging it. And that's absolutely okay. Like, don't feel pressure or feel like you're failing at this life thing. Nobody really has a game plan. There's no how to do life for dummies. I wish there was because I would be buying that book, but there's nothing like that. You kind of just, we're walking in hope. We're trusting in ourselves. We're trusting that everything works out in the end or that everything makes sense in the end. But we all just really don't know for sure. So this week on 100 African Stories, um, the story is definitely... Hilarious here and there for sure, but I think even the bigger picture for it is like when you look back in your life, especially in your dating, the chapter that deals with your dating history, there are always those things you look back and you're like, what the heck was I thinking? You think back to some relationships, you're like, what I was, was I doing there? As in, like, why was, what? What was I doing there? You know, why was I being so dumb? Like, and there are those relationships or situationships or fiascos, as our storyteller calls it, um, that you get yourself into and you're just like, I'm so embarrassed. Can we all pretend like that just didn't happen? So I'm pretty sure at the end of this story, you are going to be cringing, not only for our storyteller, but also because it's probably going to remind you of a point in time that you were in a fiasco. <laughs> Or a relationship or a situationship or those matugodanios <laughs> and you're just like man i should have really known better a hundred african stories there is no proper life that you live in university as a musician if i constantly just walked around feeling sorry for myself i'm never gonna get anything done hey uh, there's a bit of frustration in between all of that i've been breaking my back for this company therapy is not for the weak or for the crazy stories from africa Hi, my name is Kazo, and I'm from Kenya. Um, I met this guy, and he was a nice guy. We had everything in common, etc., etc., and all was good. Everything was fun and games, and we met <laughs> at a bar. <laughs> I'm quite embarrassed to say that, but anyway, we had mutual friends, and we were hanging out. For the podcast purposes, let's call this guy Brian. Because okay. all brands are cheetahs. Anyway, I met Brian through mutual friends and in the club. Unfortunately, I don't know. Why, but anyway, we had a lot in common. 
he was drinking what I was drinking and he did something very shocking. He paid my bill. That is very rare. <laughs> In Nairobi. So um, we exchanged numbers as usual. He hit me up on WhatsApp. We were talking and um, I think we met on like a Wednesday. And the Friday of, um, he came over to my place. So we hung out, etc. Fast forward two months later, I met his friends. He was taking me out for parties. He was calling me babe. So automatically, I played into the role. He even took me to his place. He told me that, yo, you know, this is our place, etc. Et I was so mkenyumba. I bought stuff. I bought shower gel. Oh, my gosh, I bought a new shower curtain. I even went ahead to buy curtains for the house worth 75,000 bob from Furniture Palace. P.S. I didn't even have a job at that time. I don't even know where I got the money from. <laughs> so yeah, so it started going downhill from when I, I kept on accepting all the faults because he'd, he'd come and he'd tell me, you know, babe, you know. So I kept on accepting all the challenges when he'd not come home. P.S. Not our home, the home that I thought was ours, where I used to take my buttocks to go spend the night there, and I have a home. <laughs> Growing up, is it's a gem. It's it's a beautiful gift from God. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, so he'd invite me, like he'd tell me that he's coming from, let's say he went for like a work trip to like, let's say Mombasa, or let's say he went for a work trip to like Naivasha. So he'd tell me that he's on his way. So I'd really take, as I told you, take my buttocks there so that I would cook and clean, you know, make dinner, you know, like put on candles, <laughs> wear some nice, nice, um, say it for me, I can't see it. Lingerie. That one. <laughs> you know, and then there was another time woo, when, so I've done all this stuff, I've done all this shit. And then he tells me he'll be home by like nine. So by nine, I've already set the playlist, you know, some Maya Kai and Buster Rhymes, baby, if you give it to me, <laughs> I know what you want. <laughs> and then I know now from then on, it's just like, I hope YouTube got me. <laughs> Go that direction, bro. Go that direction. I've put up candles. It is the candles I bought. I've gone to basic intimates. Hey, I've bought all those. Say it again. Lingerie. That one. Hey, I'm ready. I've put on like a bubble bath. Anyway, yeah. So, nine, ten, eleven, <laughs> twelve, <laughs> twelve thirty. The candle has burnt halfway. <laughs> the food is really cold. The mosquitoes are all over my ass. So I, I holler. I'm like, hey, yo, babe, where are you? Uh, you safe? And you know, also, I didn't want to sound really pushy because yet again, I was trying to be like a cool girlfriend. P.S. I was super mad. Um, it's like, oh, no, I'm just, I just met my friends. We are at the club. Ninini. But don't worry, I'm about to, are you at home? Just like, bitch, like you didn't know I was here. <laughs> I, I've been WhatsApping you pictures of myself on the couch. <laughs> asking me if I'm at home. Anyway, um, so yeah, he tells me he'll be at home in the next 30 to 40 minutes. 12. 1. 2. 3. I think at a point, I passed out on the couch. Then I woke up to like noises of like footsteps coming up the stairs. 
So I was like, yeah, put on back the nini. Started again, baby, if you give it to me. Ready, put on all the candles. And I'd, I think I'd put some like petals like on the floor. Oh my God, growth is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. So when the footsteps get closer to the door, I realize that the voices are more than one. So I, I pause, trying to listen. Can you believe that this guy came home with his friends? <laughs> so now when he starts opening the door, I hear like four or five more voices. There I am trying to sweep up the petals, <laughs> blow off the candles. <laughs> Yo, like everything. I'm like, hey. He calls me, so like pretend like I was in bed because I'd like left the key at the door so he couldn't open. Because I'd planned a whole... Anyway, that's another story. Um, so, yeah, I go grab a gown. Actually, I think I grabbed, like, a T-shirt. At that point, I was so pissed. I'd done my full makeup lash. Oh, God. Anyway, growth is a beautiful thing. Um, I can open the door. Do you know what? These three friends proceed to do so. He... he And I think they came, like, a bottle or something. So, they sit on the couch. etc. etc. And then one of the friends asks him, Hey, it smells fancy in here. Kwani, what are you doing? Then he's like, Ah, I don't know. Where, babe, what are you doing? Nini, nini. Kumbe, those are my expensive candles that I was burning over there so that we can uko set the mood. But anyway, his friends ask, yo, Kwanza, is there food? He goes to the kitchen. Can you believe this nurse served his friends the food I had cooked him? By the time, by the way, I had not even eaten. Like, I wanted us to eat together. <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah, so, you know, like, you know what? It's fine. It's okay. <sighs> what's up? What's up? His friends slept over. <laughs> yes. So he ended up, he continued drinking with them, etc, etc. So he came to bed at around 6 in the morning. By that time, I was just done. I'd slept. Let's fast forward. Long story short, how this tragic romance of mine ended. One day, we are at the club, and, you know, uh, everything is irate. The drinks have checked in. And then I got that Louis come back. He's not on the table. So I look to my left. I see him at the bar counter. And he's buying drinks for this other girl. And I'm like, okay, cool. They might be friends. Then I see his hand walking. Walking, walking, walking. He touches her waist. Then he he goes down slowly to the hips. P.S. I am in front view of this man. Like, there's no one blocking us. Like, <laughs> so I'm just like, hmm, what do I do? Ah, uh, Do I approach? You know, I'm still trying to be the cool girlfriend, you know? You know what? My dignity is more important. So I uh, I go to the bar and I'm like, hey, yo, who's your friend? And the chick asks me the same thing. Hey, Brian, who's your friend? And then I'm just like, no, 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 I'm not his friend. And then he tells me, hey, 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 this is my friend, Kazo. Kazo, meet my friend. So let's say Julia. That's, let's, Julia. So I'm like, friend? That, oh, okay, um, okay, wow. After he's done with that babe, then he kisses her almost at the cheek and the mouth. So when, like, the drinks check in, this thing is really disturbing me because Julia is really, really hanging around. She's dancing with him. So I decide to confront him and I tell him, yo, Brian, why are you acting like you're not with your babe? Like, why are you acting like you're, you're here all single? And you know what he told me? He told me, whoa, 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 Kazo. Since when did you become my girlfriend? <laughs> and I'm like, what? It's like, yo, the last time I thought we, I thought we were hanging out, I had bought this guy 75,000 bob curtains. <laughs> and you want to tell me 
who are just hugging out. And I was like, okay, so you think all these things I've been doing for you, I was doing from the goodness of my heart? And he tells me, yeah, Amma. I think I, I was confused for about two days. Like, I don't think I even slept. Like, I think I went through like the stages of grief, but you'll have to add like one more stage because I had, I think I experienced a stage called hallucination. <laughs> just like, what? Amma, I'm dreaming. <laughs> Because I was just like, Amma, I've been dreaming for all these months. Amma, Amma, hey, Amma, hey, God, I'm done. Just wake me up now. It's okay. The dream is over. I get it. Ha <laughs> ha. Funny joke. Ha ha ha. Now we can wake up. <laughs> Brian had the audacity. First of all, he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't call me. That night when I went home, oh, he wanted us to go home together, but so I took a cab home. This guy didn't hit me up for about two days. So he hit me up like two days later, asking me, yo, babe, I missed your ass. Where you at, man? Can you come through to the house today? I feel like eating some, one of your throwdowns. And I think that's the stage of hallucination that I was, <laughs> I went through. I was just like, whoo. Oh, oh. <laughs> guess what? I went. <laughs> I went. <laughs> um, I, I, I justified in quotes of in quotes my trip there, telling myself that I'm seeking answers, like I'm I'm going there. Like I think I prepared like a whole speech in my head. Um, I said like I I'd even also prepared like my entry like what I'm gonna I don't know why for some reason I'd want red panties and a red bra I don't even <laughs> I'll say that I don't know why I'm I don't know I, anyway 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 um <laughs> my reasoning I think for that was because I wanted to say this is what you're gonna be missing lucky growth is such a beautiful thing. Anyway, um, yeah, so I prepared my whole speech, my entry. I go to his place. The guy wasn't there. <laughs> he left me the key. <laughs> the gate. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I'm telling this story. I'm literally laughing at myself. <laughs> so I picked the key from the gate. Um... I let myself in. Then I texted him, yo, I'm at your house. Where you at? And he tells me, oh, I had run for a meeting. I'll be back soon. I'll be back shortly. Give me about two hours. Um, then he told me, make yourself busy. I didn't take it offensively. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe he meant like I should watch some TV. You know, like, mm-hmm. make yourself busy. You know, you're, you're a boss babe, man. Like, make yourself busy. You know, boss babes are always busy. <laughs> <laughs> Down. Um, in my... I will say in my defense, I was trying to keep busy, so I cooked. <laughs> I spruced up the place a bit, cleaned. <laughs> um, then he came. So I told him, yo, um, now I'm on the couch, I'm mad. Oh, Chifanyang is, I was pretending. I was mad, I was on the couch, and I was just like, yo, so what was that all about, you know? How could you embarrass me like that? Then he proceeds to break it down to me. It's just like, oh, you know, for the longest time ever, like I thought we were hanging out. I thought we were having a good time. You know, I was going to see where this is going, but you just had to go ahead and mess it up. Oh, now it's me. <laughs> and I bought you curtains worth 75,000. 
thousand shillings. <gasps> Long story short, I ended up spending the night. <laughs> you know, I think we as women, there sometimes and yeah, there are some things that we we just do to ourselves. You know those things that you never tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you yourself, you even know you're an idiot. <laughs> like, long story short, by the way, I ended up knowing that this guy was actually married, and he, this other house that he had was like the side crib for all the things that he used to do. So I ended up knowing that actually, Brian, I was not the only one. Um, after that, that happened, I got, I received a text, which was from a lady. When I opened that text, I anyway, confronted Brian. So Brian tells me in such a shoddy way that like, oh, he's like, oh, you know, no, 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 no. That's like my crazy ex. He didn't say ex what? He didn't say ex-girlfriend, ex-wife. Like, he's just like, this is my crazy ex. You know, she keeps on stalking me. So <clears throat> she calls me in the middle of the night and asks me, um, are you with Brian? And I'm just like, is this a trick question? Because <laughs> I was with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells me um please tell brian to pick up his calls um there's something i think in the house that had gone a mess and um, i guess it was either like his relatives had come i don't know there was something in the house that had gone a mess so she's like please tell him to pick up his calls it's very serious and when he's done with you please tell him to come home so they're like home home there's another home <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian, let's see what you got next. <laughs> it was around 11. Um, we'd, we'd just um, we'd smoked some weed. Then um, I don't do that anymore. Hey, 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 drugs are illegal. <laughs> I mean, you know how that goes when you smoke up, you're in your fields. Things happen, and now you're asleep. So I decided a little bit in the morning. So when he woke up, P.S. I was jobless. So that's why I'm so active. <laughs> I'm really, really active. <laughs> so I woke him up, um, and I asked him, you know, there's this lady who called me. She was the one who texted me before. Who's this? And he just casually drops it, like, oh, no, 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 that's my wife. And then he wakes up to dress. I'm just like, hold on. <laughs> Oh, hallucinations. <laughs> and then he's like, I didn't tell you. Oh, yeah, like, um, no, we're not together now, but, like, we're a bit strained. Kumbe, this was the ex he was talking about, so it was ex-wife. Yeah, so he casually just tells me, oh, yeah, yeah, um, we're just having a few issues, TC, TC, yeah, don't worry, I don't live with her anymore. I moved out, you know, babe, yeah, that's why, see, this is my place, ETC, TC. When I finally got out of that fiasco, this guy, first of all, do you know how I got out of that fiasco? He acquired another me. <laughs> so we went like on a break. P.S. I was very faithful to this man. <laughs> hey, Brian. So, yeah, he, he walked over that wife story. So I think after, I think I, 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 at a point in time, I started thinking that maybe it's me. Like, I this my life is now starting to look like empire for Juicy Smolly. <laughs> I, I, and I'm jobless. <laughs> this can't be my stress. 
So I think I talked to a few friends here and there and they told me, nah, no, nah, bro. This can't be your life. You're a hot babe, man. Like, I am, by the way, I am a hot babe. Like, I am a fire, fire babe. Like, my, with my tummy, actually, I am such a fire babe. Um, yeah, are you going to put, like, my picture? <laughs> <laughs> not that type of podcast. No, no. 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 Ah, goddamn. Okay. Yeah. And for those who know me, don't at me. I'm a fire babe. A few of my friends took me for drinks and they told me, this can't be your life. You can't be chasing around with a man's, first of all, who's yours and is not yours and has clearly told you that you're not his girlfriend. So what are you doing there? So I, I exited myself from the equation and then, like, you know, the missings, women. Oh, that sometimes you. It's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, you, you drop like a, a casual text and you're just like, ah, if, he, if he replies, doesn't reply, it's okay. And then he replies, it's like, <laughs> So we started talking again, like, but not talking in terms of like, like I was, I think I was on my way to getting over it. Then when I was just about to get back into the box, somebody told me that he was seen with this and this babe then i actually did my research and i found out that it was true that he had moved on in fact this babe had actually taken a selfie with this man in front of my curtains like the background was my freaking fishing curtains (laughs) yeah so i finally somehow got out of that very toxic fiasco catch our next african stories in the next episode i think it's really cool to be able to look back on your life and the decisions you've made especially the questionable ones like getting into fiascos and to be able to laugh at yourself and be like surely (laughs) even you what were you thinking in that situation and Kazo's story always just reminds me of you know those relationships or fiascos you get into and you're just like can we pretend that didn't happen once you're finally out of it and i remember immediately after my mom's funeral i was getting out of one relationship and then i quickly got into a relationship with somebody who looking back (laughs) i was like you genuinely had no business being in that relationship it was just chaotic and i also think because of losing my mom at that time i was like desperate looking for i don't know something or someone to replace the love and the comfort that i got from my mom in a warped type of way but for me that is one relationship that i look back on and i'm just like why can we just pretend that didn't happen guys like (laughs) restore factory settings erase memory But we all have one of those stories. And uh, for me, that's what Kaz's story reminded me of. But you can share in the comments if you've ever been in a similar situation as hers. Don't think I've ever been with anybody who was married. But, you know, hearing her story, you're just like, well, <laughs> clearly people lie about a lot of things. How do you have a, an entire other apartment? Like, who does that? That is ridiculous. But anyway, you can let me know your thoughts on the story um, in the comment section or on our Instagram. That's at Legally Clueless Podcast. And I would love to send a huge shout out to everybody that I met at the Tasca Oktoberfest over the weekend. I met so many people who stopped me and said that they listened to Legally Clueless. It was actually overwhelming 
for me and my husband and my best friend, like we we're all just like, what? How are people listening? What? <laughs> I really do appreciate it. And I really do um, take it as a blessing that you resonate with the stories on this podcast and, and, and me sharing about my human journey because that's why I created this podcast in the first place, right? So I'm just sending you love and light and a lot of gratitude. And that's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.